0: Hello, and thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Martin, and this is the MC Weekly Podcast. Friday afternoon, Friday evening, actually, a little bit before 7 o'clock. I hope you got out and enjoyed the beautiful day today. Absolutely incredible. Today, I want to discuss a column that I uh, had the pleasure of reading on Fox News, written by a lady named Ms. Rebecca Koffler. It's a great column. I'm going to read it to you right away, and then I'm going to comment a little bit on it. The title of the column is, While Washington security establishment was busy chasing Russia collusion hoax, Putin invaded Ukraine. That's a stark contrast, and it begins this way. One of the key things that jumped out at me reading the 316-page Durham report is the obsession with which the Washington security establishment was trying to prove the non-existent Trump-Russia collusion, a dubious theory that has kept America unsettled for more than half a decade. Having served at the Defense Intelligence Agency as a top senior intelligence analyst on the Russia-Putin target for eight years, I can state with near certainty that this obsession of the bureaucracy has made America less safe leaving us exposed to the real Russia threat and costing the U.S. taxpayers taxpayers billions of dollars. I want to stop right there. It always costs us tons of money. They never make mistakes that don't cost. We all pay, so that's why it's so important for us to know civics and to know what, what is involved in electing government officials and vetting them properly, which we don't do. We do not do it. We refuse. We're a little bit busy. I understand. I wanted to make that statement about that. I continue. The Durham report exposed an unprecedented level of corruption among key Obama-Biden security officials. FBI Director James Comey, CIA Director John Brennan, Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, Foreign Policy Advisor for the Clinton campaign, and current White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, and many others, repeatedly, publicly pushed the Trump-Russia collusion narrative. Behind closed doors, however, in classified testimonies before the House Intelligence Committee, Intelligence Committee, they admitted having no empirical evidence of a conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russia. The establishment's preoccupation with getting former President Trump through FBI's crossfire hurricane investigation, for which there was no justification, as special counsel Durham concluded, very likely resulted in the misjudgment of the actual Russian threat. Again, I want to break in to this great column. I want to add something of my own. Basically, what they were doing was saying, look at this shiny object over here and do not look at the actual shenanigans that are taking place over over here, which are much more important, much more preventable. But if you're not looking at it at all as what took place, real problems occur, while you're trying to tell the American people or you're trying to create a scenario for the American people of a problem that you believe should exist, but actually does not. She continues on. The Russia collusion scandal was masterminded by the Washington security apparatus on a massive scale. This could only be done by realigning the intelligence resources assigned to the Russia target away from collecting and analyzing secrets that are critical to understanding russian president vladimir putin's mindset and detecting his regime's plans and intentions such as the invasion of ukraine the focus would have moved toward the labor-intensive task of sifting raw intelligence to find something that substantiates the top management's agenda of proving The collusion hoax. The bureaucracy's typical reaction to any new priority du jour coming from the top is an immediate creation of an interagency task force, Tiger Team (quotation marks), crisis response squad, and the like. Throughout my intelligence career, I've participated in several. It takes an analyst who is a subject matter expert on a particular target away from his or her account, often leaving a gap in intelligence collection and analysis. She continues, between July 31, 2016, when the FBI launched Cross Hurricane, and through the years of Donald Trump's presidency, a frequent question analysts were asked by their seniors was, What does Putin have on Trump? What they should have been asking is questions about Putin's state of mind and Russia's cyber weapons, space warfare, nuclear doctrine, and the like. It is likely that such misuse and misalignment of analytic resources to prioritize the sham investigation eroded our intelligence posture on Russia. In addition, Both the Mueller and the Durham probes, while they turned out to be necessary and useful, placed a significant burden on analytic and investigative cadre. As part of the Durham probe alone, hundreds of individuals were interviewed in classified settings at government agencies, businesses, telephone companies, political campaigns, and other entities, both domestically and overseas, the Durham report states that as of April 2023, the office has conducted more than 480 interviews, obtained and reviewed more than one million documents consisting of more than six million pages. Seven years' worth of investigations undoubtedly strained the intelligence communities. Intelligence communities. Russia-Putin resources likely causing the security bureaucracy to miss the signposts of Russia's preparation for the war on Ukraine. I have to break in here, and I, and I have another small comment, or a short commentary, about how when we are at one another's throats, accomplishing nothing, when we have left and right, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, and everything in between, of course, everyone's involved, we are busy engaging in a type of quiet civil war while events that are transpiring outside of our borders affect us even more because we're too busy looking in. It would be a good idea to look outward. when I use the term Civil War, I use that more uh, symbolically. We're not really in Civil War, but when our attention is fixed upon one another, that's us, the American people, in finger-pointing, that's when external events affect affect us the most. And she continues. I will stop and she will continue. Consequently, No strategy to deter Putin was developed, leaving the Pentagon with only one tool in the toolbox. High-tech, high-priced weaponry, some of which the United States urgently needs for itself. That Biden team has been throwing at Ukraine. That Biden is demanding Americans funnel military aid to Ukraine indefinitely, only proves that Washington is now engaged in fighting another endless war. This time, a proxy one with Moscow. And as usual, the bureaucracy is having Americans pay for it. Once again, I have to reiterate, here we go again. Grab your wallets and hold on to your hats. Because ultimately, they can do nothing without our tax revenue so that they can spend it. So we are financing these shenanigans. The author, Ms. Kopfler, continues, the high-profile Mueller and Durham investigations carried the price tags of $32 million and $6.5 million, respectively, a justified investment given that they debunked the collusion hoax, putting to rest the saga that has polarized American society for years. But the nearly $200 billion in promised or already sent aid to Ukraine, and counting, all because of those entrusted with detecting and neutralizing foreign threats to America failed to do their jobs. It is a dangerous precedent. It encourages the bureaucracy to continue using ordinary Americans as a cash cow rather than figure out smart ways of keeping our enemies at bay as special counsel john durham prepares to testify in front of the house judiciary committee about his report on june twenty one the justice department must make it clear that those who in twenty sixteen weaponized the administrative states spying and police bureaucracy against a political opponent opponent they didn't like will be held to account because if these apparatchiks are not punished they will repeat their subversive playbook again in 2024. And that's the entire article by Ms. or Ms. Rebecca Koffler. What a great column. I read it several times, and then I decided that it would be quite appropriate for me to pass it along to you and to uh, do a little bit of analysis. Uh, I know I stepped in a couple of times and... uh, You know, that was something that I just felt like was important because we all do think. And in fact, I remember that this particular column made this sound go off in my head. Yes, that was for the author, Ms. Rebecca Koffler. Great article. And I'm really glad that you took the time to listen to it today. And I hope that you enjoyed it. My email or the Uh, MC Weekly Podcast email is mcweeklypodcast at gmail.com send me an email uh, let's have a conversation if there's anything else that you'd like for me to cover feel free to let me know I read the emails and uh, I'll be happy to provide uh, provide things that you may suggest of course I have my own content coming up in fact let me uh, mention that I have an episode coming up on Black Tom Island, which is currently known as Liberty State Park. Liberty State Park in Jersey City, uh, the place I was born. But such an interesting history of what took place in 1916 at what was known as Black Tom Island. Truly fascinating, and I think that you will like it. And I have a couple of other things that are coming up as well. Also blair's den the blair's den mansion in uh blair uh, it's called blair's den but it's in uh somerset hills let me get back to you on that but i i want to do a podcast on that too so again thank you very much my name is martin this is the mc weekly podcast appreciate your time today